Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Today's guest is Melissa Oatman from Collinsville, Illinois. Melissa is a spiritual life coach, Reiki practitioner, teacher, entrepreneur, and creator of the podcast, Awaken Your Inner Awareness, and author of the book, Beautifully Broken, The Single Woman's Guide to Thriving, Not Simply Surviving a Divorce or a Breakup. The single, this single mother of two has spent her life devoted to teaching and healing others. She uses her life experiences as well as her education training to help others heal from trauma of divorce and breakups and to help them live their best lives. Melissa has a bachelor's degree in German and master's studies in, and, and a master's degree in educational technology from SIUE. Melissa is also a certified Reiki practitioner and past life regionalist. Melissa is a life coach and offers intuitive readings. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, how do you help others heal, Melissa? That's a good question. So I have people who come to me who feel stuck in life or lost. They are generally stuck in the same patterns of negative or toxic behaviors. And when they come to me, they're just tired of always seeing negativity in their lives. Uh, either they see a lack of money a lack of love, a lack of excitement in their lives. And it generally stems from some sort of trauma that they've experienced and that's caused them to behave a certain way and, and adopt certain patterns in their life. So when people come to me, we I have what I call a four-step method, the four C's of helping them to heal. And the first step is clearing the path. And so we go through and we look at what limiting beliefs or old stories they have about themselves. A lot of people will hear things growing up like money is hard to come by or I'm hard to love or different stories like that. So we get to the root of what they really are struggling with. And it could be anything. I have people who come to me to try to lose weight. I have people who come to me to try to turn around their money stories and get out of debt and things like that. So we work on why they're doing the things they're doing. And those are usually those limiting beliefs and the old stories that they've got, old programming going on. And then the second step is we, after we've identified what it is that's keeping them stuck, we try to clear it away. And we do that through um, sometimes EFT, emotional freedom technique or tapping, sometimes through guided meditation, sometimes through a past life regression, we get rid of those old money stories, the stories about being hard to love. We get rid of all of the old stuff. And then we start reprogramming that new stories they're going to start telling about themselves. So through affirmations, through guided meditations, um, just giving them tips and tools they can use every single day to 
build themselves back up again. So first we have to clear everything away, then we build it back up again and we give them new stories to tell themselves like, I'm talented, I'm creative, I'm beautiful, I'm amazing. Uh, money is easy to come by. I don't have to work hard for money. Money always finds me. So we rebuild these things. Plus then we give them new habits. So if they are having trouble with money, we look at how they're spending money and why they spend money and how to change that and how to start saving. Or if they want to lose weight, why are, when are they eating? Are there triggers? What's causing that? And then we give them new daily habits. When you feel triggered to do this, do this instead. And then the last thing is we keep the momentum going. So we come up with a plan for them that once they stop working with me, they can still keep this momentum going in the right direction. Perfect. Good, 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 good. It sounds like you have quite a plan for people when they come to you. And that's really important. Now, yeah, us, yeah. You also wrote a book called Beautifully Broken. Tell us, why did you write that book? So <clears throat> I found myself in a very toxic and abusive relationship early on in my life. I was in my early 20s. And it was one of those things that I was in it before I realized it. I was love bombed and the relationship took off really quickly. And I found myself, after we got married, I was pregnant with my twins and I had one-year-old twins at home and I absolutely hated my life. I didn't want to get out of bed every day because I dreaded the day that was coming. And I knew that that was no way to live and my children did not deserve to have a mom who was unhappy and I didn't deserve to be unhappy. So I decided I had to do something about it. And I call that my first awakening, if you will, um, where I realized that there had to be more to life than just what I was living. So I ended up leaving my ex-husband when my twins were a little over a year old. I had to redefine who I was. I wasn't working at the time. I took a year off to stay home with them. And the job I'd had before, I was a finance manager, and I really hated the job. And I thought, I don't want to go back to doing that. So my mom suggested that I substitute teach because she said, you know, you, you can work when you can, and it's a steady income. It's a good job. So I decided to do that. And it worked really well with my schedule with the kids, and I really, really enjoyed it. So she said, well, why don't you get your teaching certificate. So I was substitute teaching during the day, going back to school at night while I had twins at home. Luckily, my family was a big help. Um, and in about a year and a half, I got my teaching certificate. And so I started teaching German. And I've loved that. I still do it uh, during the day. But then about three years ago, I went through my second awakening. I had just gotten out of another relationship. I didn't date at all when my kids were growing up and then my daughter's like, you need to date. So I got back out there. I was in a relationship for about six months and it was a, a good relationship, but I found myself repeating the same patterns of behavior and that relationship didn't work out. So my second awakening was, why do you keep doing what you're doing? Like you keep attracting the same kinds of guys and it's not working for you. So that led me to reading, digging, finding everything out that I could about relationships and, and what makes them work and, and attachment styles and all of these things. I took online courses. Uh, I was always interested in psychology. I had taken a lot of psychology in college. And so I got back sort of into that end of it. And I realized all the things, all the mistakes I made. 
And so I realized that there are other women out there who are doing the same thing that I did and they need to know that you can heal it. You can heal from it and you can start picking healthier relationships, but it, you have to change your behavior in relationships. So I sat down and I started writing about my own story. And at first I thought it was just going to be a cathartic journal for myself to help me heal. And at the end, I realized I had 14 chapters. So I thought, well, this could be a book. And it's part humor, because I think humor helps us to heal. Um, part my story of what happened to me. And a lot of tools and tips, journaling, uh, different tips and tools you can use to help yourself shift your perspective. And instead of seeing divorce as a death sentence or the end of your life, seeing it as the beginning of something new that you can become like a phoenix rising from the ashes and create a completely different life one that you absolutely love and adore and so i am encouraging women to focus on the good that can come out of starting over instead of seeing it as i'll never get over this i'll never get past this seeing it as this is a chance for me to completely reinvent myself and come out even better than i was before and that's kind of the idea of beautifully broken is that you have to be the idea was from the japanese pottery how when it breaks they put it back together again with the gold paint and it's made even more beautiful than it was before and the idea is that you have to be broken open so that god's light can come in and fill you up and heal you and so that you can be made even more beautiful than you were before it sounds like your book was a bit of catharsis it was a bit of healing and it they say that when you do write a book you're largely working on things that you didn't resolve completely yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a complete healing journey for myself. And still every day is me working on myself. And that is why I always tell people one of the reasons that working with me, I'm different from other people is I've actually been where you are and I know exactly what you're going through. And so I know what you need to do to heal. So what is healing energy and how can it help others heal? So the idea behind Reiki is that we are all made of universal life force energy. And as we go about our day, when things happen to us, like you go to the grocery store and someone runs the back of their cart into the back of your leg or someone makes a, a rude comment to you, it depletes a little bit of your energy or you're around a very draining person, someone who uses a lot of your energy you know we call those energy vampires but it's the people who come to you and complain all the time it drains your energy and by the time you're done with a conversation you feel completely exhausted so going throughout our day we drain a little bit of our energy and this idea of reiki is that it restores your energy so i call on the reiki symbols and put energy back into your body. And you can actually feel it when I'm working on you. I, my clients are just relaxed and listening to relaxing music and laying there. And as I'm working, many people say they feel tingling or a warm sensation wherever I'm working throughout their body. That's interesting, that's interesting. So what is mindfulness and how can it help others? Mindfulness is a practice every day of it's literally being present in your life and minding your mind. Our minds tend to go to negative things. It's a natural uh, tendency for your brain to want to focus on the negative things that have happened to you in life. 
But when you do that, what happens is you have one negative thought, which then turns into two, then three, then four, and you sort of go down this rabbit hole. And I kind of like to compare it to if you're in a swimming pool, and I don't know if you've ever done this with your friends, but everybody gets together and they start making a whirlpool. They all start swimming or running in one direction, so you get this whirlpool going. When you want to change all of that, when you want to turn around and go the other way, it's really hard after you've been running in that one direction for so long. And it's the same thing with negative thinking. If you don't mind your mind and focus on the thoughts that you keep, what happens is you get into that negative cycle and you're just going round and round with those negative thoughts and then you try to shift it. And you've already been thinking so negatively for so long that it's hard to pull yourself out of it. And not only that, but the longer you think something negative, it actually becomes reality. We create our reality with our thoughts. So it's important in mindfulness to be present and notice what you're thinking and how you're behaving so that you can be positive. And it's not like you're going to be positive 24-7. That's hard to do. It's okay to recognize when you're feeling bad or whatever, but also not staying in that space. So affirmations are a great way. Gratitude is a great way using mindfulness to keep yourself positive. So in the morning when you're getting ready for work, looking in the mirror, telling yourself, you know, I am enough. I have enough. Today's going to be an amazing day. I'm only allowing good things for me today. It sets the tone because you can wake up and be in a bad mood because nobody even really likes to get up in the morning sometimes to go to work. So you could get up and say, oh, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. And then you start to spill coffee on yourself and then you run late for work and all these things happen and it can cause you to have a bad day, right? It sets the tone for your day. But if you intentionally do things in the morning when you get up, like before I get out of bed, I name five things that I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for this comfortable bed that I have to get out of right now. I'm grateful for the job that I get to go to. Uh, start naming things you're grateful for and then doing the affirmation when you're getting ready and listening to uplifting music or listening to an uplifting podcast. That sets the tone for you to have a positive day. And it also helps you because when you are mindful, when life throws things at you, which it will, you know, you're, you're going to have things happen to you that you cannot control, then um, you can handle it better. It's easier. You, it doesn't throw you off emotionally as it would if you were not using mindfulness practices. That's cool. That's cool. Tell us a little bit more about your book. So um, my book is available on Amazon and it there's an audio version too, which I think that is great because it's me telling the jokes. And so you get my witty sense of humor there. I use a lot of sarcasm. And um, it starts off me telling you where I come from. You know, who am I and why should you even be reading this book? Why do you care who I am or, or how I can help you? And I started talking about different things that have happened to me. For example, I talk about a couple of the scary things that really made me realize that I had to leave my marriage. And the one instance was when I was pregnant, my ex-husband was mad because we were supposed to go to an appointment to hear the heartbeats for our, our babies. And I invited my mom to go, not thinking anything about it. I just thought she would enjoy it and I wanted her to be there. 
And he got very mad at that and said, no, it should just be the two of us. Tell her she can't go. And I'm the type of person, like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> like, I don't appreciate that too much. So it didn't go over very well. And we ended up getting into an argument. And I was going to just leave and go. I didn't want to miss the appointment. And he's making me late arguing about it. So I was going to just leave. And he held me down on the bed, like, in a chokehold as I'm pregnant. And that was a scary moment for me uh, because it wasn't just affecting me, but also could have affected the life of my unborn children. So that was a scary moment for me and a defining moment that, okay, you need to, you need to get out too. But it took me quite a bit longer after that moment to leave, to get the courage to leave. And so I, I also talk about what it's like co-parenting with a toxic partner because it's all about control. And I give people tips on how to take away the power from um, a toxic person because honestly, it's all about control and all about power and how can they control you. And so I talk about how to take the power out of that person's hands. I talk about how to jump back into the dating scene again and how uh, there was eye opening for me doing online dating and a little bit uh, frustrating and scary, but also exciting all at the same time. And so I uh, make jokes about that too, because you have to laugh sometimes at what you have to go through. And then also there's chapters on how to find your peace again, how to do self-care because a lot of moms put themselves last and we are burned out and you can't fill a cup from an empty cup. So it's important to do self-care so there's just a lot of really good information in there on how to heal yourself, how to get through it, how to forgive, because I think forgiveness is a big piece too. I had to really learn how to forgive my ex-husband. And I'm honestly, I still have to go back through and do this forgiveness process over and over again, because uh, he actually ended up committing suicide a year ago. And so I'm going through that whole process again of forgiveness because it it left quite a, a mess for my children. So it, there's a lot of healing information in there for people, anyone who's ever experienced loss. Yeah, if anybody thinks forgiveness is a one-time thing, they're wrong. It's a thing that has to go on again and again and again because forgiveness is something that keeps bubbling up. It's the, those thoughts keep bubbling up. Yeah, and, and that's healing in general. You. You don't just clear something away and then it's gone forever. It's like a layer of an onion. Our emotions are very deeply rooted. And so sometimes you can heal something and you feel like, I feel better. And you're going about your life and something happens and you get triggered. And then that emotion comes back up again. So you have to heal it again. But that's the nice thing about my book and about working with me is I actually give you the tools to do it yourself. So, you know, you don't have to go around searching, spending hours and hours on the internet trying to find the tools you need and, and lots of money trying to find it. It's all in one place. You can just go there and you can use the tools that I've given you to work on that when it comes back up again. When you get a trigger, you know, okay, this is what it is. And now this is how I can heal that. The healing is a very important thing and it's not easy. It's often hard. It's often harder than anything in your life. Yeah, it's very messy. I always say that healing is messy. 
And it takes a very courageous and brave person to attempt to do that because many people just go through life covering up what they're feeling and they never really address it. But you're never going to live the best life you can if you do that. Um, and I feel like once you get through the healing part, there's so much more beautiful things ahead of you when you get there. Yes, that's right. We're just about at our end, Melissa, for our call today. How can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? So I have a website, melissaoatman.com, and you can really get to everything from there. But I also have social media. I have a Facebook group where I do uh, live card readings every Monday. I have Instagram and Twitter. Sounds cool. I'm sure people would love to meet you. So I encourage people to go to your website, get to know you, and go to your social media. Thank you so much. I'm Dr. Ellen Leica. Make sure you go to drellenleica.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N. Leica, L-Y-C-K-A dot com, and get a free copy of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And subscribe to our podcast on this page so you won't miss a single episode. Every week we have exciting guests to help you have the best life you can.